Welcome to the Financially Intelligent Physicians Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. David Norris, and together we will be discussing what they didn't, or rather oftentimes, won't teach you in medical school or residency. Now, my mission and purpose is to help you develop the practice you desire through business education. And over the course of these podcasts, we're going to cover topics such as leadership, financial intelligence, patient satisfaction, process improvement, negotiations, and many more. Welcome back. And and this episode, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the effects of your bottlenecks uh, on your patients. Now, um, any service um, is going to have some downtime or some wait time, you know, and it's safe to say that um, you and your practice will and your patients are going to encounter bottlenecks um, in your office. So what is a bottleneck? Well, a bottleneck is a part of a process that uh, constrains or restricts capacity and typically results in, in cues. And, and, and the problem with cues are, you know, they're not much fun if you're in one. Um, and that happens whether or not you're waiting for a table at a restaurant or in the drive-thru or whatnot. Um, and, and the time that one spends in those queues can actually negatively impact the entire customer experience. You know, sometimes we tolerate the wait and other times we don't. You know, think back to the last time you had to wait for a flight or a table at a restaurant. You know, how did you feel about the time waiting? I mean, what, how did the wait make you perceive the entire experience? How did it perhaps negatively or positively influence your perception of the next step in the process. Well, your patients experience the same feelings when they wait in your clinic. You know, given the fluid dynamic nature of a clinical medicine, um, bottlenecks and cues will occur. It's just part of it. But we can plan for them and we can help our patients experience those waits in a more positive uh, manner. Uh, so I'd like to talk, spend a little bit of time about, you know, the effects of waiting on your patients. So, you know, when your patients experience your bottlenecks, they are spending time that doesn't really accomplish anything for them. You know, we've all experienced those, uh, waiting for other physicians or a flight or a table, right? But as, as you go through those, um, the perception uh, the patient has of the quality of the care that you give uh, can be influenced. Um, and if you take and understand uh, the effect of waiting um, uh, on the patient, you can actually take steps to alter their perception as they wait. Um, so the, the first thing is, you know, perceived waiting times. You know, when we ask people to wait, their perception of the length of time they wait doesn't always correlate to the actual amount of time they spend waiting. In, in fact, perceived waiting times are greater than the actual waiting time. Um, uh, so, and this is because we live in an instant gratification society. We don't like waiting, and anytime we're forced to wait, we become unhappy. Now, keep in mind that as you work to relieve your bottlenecks, you're not going to be able to eliminate these these wait times or cues. But, but um, simply waiting will distort their perception of reality and the passage of time. Now, now number number two is unoccupied time while waiting can have an impact on the perception of the time uh, quality of service because some of the time we wait we can do something else to occupy our time you know we can read a book we can watch the news we can do a puzzle we can talk with a friend or family member or complete a bunch of you know necessary forms um, however there are times 
uh, when we feel waiting uh, uh, with nothing to do, and our unoccupied time will feel greater than occupied time. And it's this time that seems to crawl. Waiting 10 minutes doing something will feel shorter than waiting 10 minutes staring at the walls. Okay, so to counter this, look for ways to occupy the time of your waiting patients. You know, it might be giving them paperwork to complete, uh, providing reading material or turning on the news or other programs or encouraging them to bring someone with them to the appointment so they can chat while they wait. Number three is anxiety makes waiting worse. Okay, feeling anxious will only make the wait feel longer. Uh, an anxious, worried patient will always perceive their wait times as much longer than what it really was. So look for ways to help your patients relax and be at ease with them. Try to get them to be at ease before their arrival. Have them bring a good friend or loved one along with them to comfort them and help them relax. You know, it's a balancing act between how much information you release before the appointment, but you, but you should be aware of how you and your staff also present the appointment. You know... <clears throat> you might unwittingly um, contribute to their anxiety. Uh, and the fourth uh, rule of waiting is uncertainty makes waiting worse. Not knowing what is going to happen makes the waiting seem so much longer. I know this to be true in the preoperative area in our hospitals. You know, uh, Patients who know what will happen seem to be uh, less worried, more confident while waiting compared to those patients who don't know what the plan is. So do what you can to be as clear as possible about what will take place with your patients while they're waiting in the queue. Uh, the, the fifth uh, effect is that unexplained waiting is perhaps the worst. Anytime you or your patient has to wait and the reason is unexplained is when I typically see tempers flare. Um, if, if you know you're running behind in the schedule, have your staff inform your patients of the delay. Your patients not, might, might not be happy, but their perception of the wait time is going to be shorter than if uh, you leave them sitting in, the, in a room or the waiting room without an explanation for the, for the long wait. Um, the, the sixth uh, aspect is the value of what they're waiting for. Is it worth the cost of waiting. So the greater the value of the service you offer, the longer they will wait. You know, and yeah, I go back to the restaurant, but think back the last time you decided not to wait at a restaurant for an hour long wait. You know, why did you do that? It's likely because the value of the food that you were going to get wasn't worth the time spending waiting for the food. Now your patients do a similar calculation in your waiting room. Um, and even though they may actually wait to see you, uh, that calculation um, if, uh, can hurt you and their perception of the quality of the care you give. Um, the, uh, the seventh principle or aspect of waiting or in, in bottlenecks is waiting alone makes waiting seem longer. So, you know, when we wait by ourselves, uh, the, the time spent seems so much longer than if we wait with someone else. Therefore, encourage patients to bring some of them with them. It'll provide multiple benefits and help improve the perception of your service. Uh, the, the eighth one is waiting in discomfort makes waiting 
seem much longer. Discomfort of any kind will make the wait seem much longer to your patient. So do what you can to comfort your patient as they wait. You know, consider music, uh, the lighting, um, and if they're in physical pain, consider medication to help put your patients at ease um, while they wait. Do what it takes, you know, do what it takes and make certain it's safe to comfort your patients while they wait for you because waiting in pain is going to make the wait seem so much longer. Um, and then uh, the ninth one is new patients are going to experience the wait longer than established patients. You know, the very first time uh, you experience a wait, it's going to seem very long than subsequent waits. You know, this happened uh, to my children when we went to an amusement park. The first time we waited on a ride, that seemed to crawl for them. However, despite the time uh, on subsequent rides being about the same, they didn't seem to mind it as much. And, and I'm sure it's because of many variables like I've already discussed above and the fact that they were on a new ride. But the same thing uh, is going to happen with patients in your clinic. You know, After they've become an established patient, the 20-minute wait won't seem as bad as it was the first time they experienced. So have your office staff prepare new patients for anticipated wait times. Give them things to do you know, and folks uh, they can engage with and talk with while they wait. Uh, when they visit again, that wait time might not seem nearly as bad. And they may likely um, uh, will perceive that a 20-minute wait is now satisfactory. So remember, cues and bottlenecks uh, are inevitable, and they will forever exist in clinical medicine. However, you can work to increase the satisfaction of your patients by improving their perception of their wait times. Use the points that we talked about today to help your patients experience your bottlenecks in a much better manner. Well, I'm very happy you decided to invest in yourself today. It's the best investment you'll ever make. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please share them with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to check out my books at Barnes & Noble and Amazon, as well as my online courses at davidnorrismdmba.com. Have a wonderful day, and I'll see you next time.